Welcome and to the Shoulder Strikes the MMA Podcast. Fighting out of the red corner of the Sea-Doo fighting style fighter. Holding a professional record, 25 wins, one loss, one no contest. He stands six feet four inches tall, weighing in at 204 pounds. Fighting out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, by way of Endicott, New York, presenting the Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. defending UFC light heavyweight champion of the world, John Bone Jones! Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, is the weekend of UFC 285. We've been waiting multiple months since the announcement of this date, the return of John Bones Jones going up to heavyweight to take on a new challenge. That challenge comes in the form of Cyril Gaon. On Saturday night for the UFC undisputed heavyweight title as Francis Ngannou is no longer the champion, no longer in the UFC apparently, but this is the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling today? I'm excited for this card. I think we've endured a long road the last couple weeks to get here. A lot of, uh, you know, Brendan Allen, Andre Muniz may event for God. Yeah, sakes, that, but that was a little cruel. A little cruel, but this is a this is a loaded car. I mean, I'm excited to see Cody Garbrandt as the uh, the feature prelim. I mean, that should be you know who knows what's going to happen there. <coughs> uh, Derek Brunson, Drickus Duplessis on the prelims. We got Ian Machado, sorry, not to be confused with Manny Machado. We got uh, a Basharop brother. We got one of the guys who was supposed to be on the contender series. Make now is making his debut. So, I mean, you can't really ask for much more than that, right? I mean, listen, like basically when you can say Duplessis, that fight being uh, on the prelims or, or yeah. like right there on the, you know, on the cusp, it's like, you know, I'm getting screwed. We get to, we get to watch Tabitha Ricci for 15 minutes, hopefully. That's always fun uh, to, to, to watch her move. Cody Garbrandt. There's um, a lot of fights on here that, that we're, we're going to get into. Vivi, Vivi moving down, Amanda Hebos moving up. Meeting in the middle, I think that's a really, it's gonna be a really close fight either way. Um, yeah, I like this car. Bo Nickel, see what he can do, see if the hype's there. I mean, you know, it should be kind of a layup, but you never know. Well, we got to see what we're gonna pick here. We got to see. There's a lot of fights on the board, a lot of darts to be thrown. And we'll see what <laughs> we can hit on and what we can't. A lot of darts can be missed. So let's go over our <laughs> records while we're uh, while you brought that up. Um, oh. You are now unofficially, and because I, I haven't exactly counted the exact uh, number, but as far as I see here, you are down twenty three point four units on the year of twenty three. So maybe that's you know a sign of the times, or you know maybe maybe this is the beginning of your turnaround. I yeah. am at the moment uh, down three point three units, I believe, on the Ooh. year. I'm um, right about even almost on my lifetime. Last week. I went down 0.1 units, so I basically went even. You had a 4.4 negative week. Uh, you know, we, we talked about two fights being canceled. We did a whole episode on that yesterday. If you guys wanted to go through and 
you know, listen to that. It was a pretty good one, I would say. We talked about uh, Fury, Paul, everything. But today, we talk about John Jones, Cyril Gaon. John Jones is the favorite. When this fight opened, it was around a minus, what, like 115, 120. I remember it being very close. Very when, close. When the original uh, the number came out. But let's see. what it, it, it says it opened up on here at minus 200. I don't think that that's the case. I, well, maybe those... The shit you see on Twitter and all that stuff was fake. But I remember seeing the line very being very close to even. And I guess it's now up to 165, as low as 155 on DraftKings. Cyril Gaon is a plus 135 underdog. Ty, I'm going to let you lead this off because uh, I have a feeling I know what you're going to do here. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I have to do something here. I don't want to sit this one out. It's very tough to, to really know what's going to happen. You know, Cyril Gaon... And John Jones have both said in the past that they there was times where they didn't train or they didn't take it serious. And that's that's just you never want to hear anybody say that. But that could be a lot of just, you know, bullshit. I think Cyril Gaon makes a lot of excuses. I think his coach, actually in specific Fernand Lopez, makes a lot, a lot of excuses. A lot of those fighters just make excuses, it seems like. But um, you know, I think he's he looked good since since the uh, Francis fight. I think he dominated Ty Toivasa like he had to do. He took a shot and he, and, you know, he didn't go out. Ty Toivasa hits hard and he got hit, you know, clean and he rebounded from that. I don't think he's going to worry about, he's going to worry. He, he, the last three fights he's fought, last three fighters, probably th- three of the heaviest hitters at heavyweight. I don't think John's going to be a heavy hitter at heavyweight. I don't think he's ever really been yeah. a heavy hitter. Uh, you know, he's always had some power and he, he's always been, you know, a knockout threat, but that's because his offense was so, there were so many different parts to his game and he had such a reach advantage and such an athletic advantage over everybody he doesn't have that anymore uh this is the longest fighter john's ever fought i think 81 inch reach osp was 80 and he struggled with osp i know that was a a fight where he he was off a long layoff but that's exactly what he's off here three years um i think you know i don't think john's i think john's legs are still a weakness they're they're also a strength but uh i think zero gone you know he hasn't been kicking the leg. John hasn't by a uh, heavyweight before. And I think Cyril's got a good style, honestly, uh, a good point point style to outpoint John with his hand. I think he's got a, the better hands, better jab. He's quicker. I think he probably hits harder. Uh, he is a little inactive and a little boring, but you know, John's had, John has also been like that. I mean, you look at the Tiago Santos fight. That fight sucked. That was a guy on one leg that he couldn't take down. Uh, I don't think it was a split. I think the Dom Reyes fight was a little closer, but none of his w- wins have aged well. Um, he hasn't looked good since the second DC fight, and that was in the summer of 2017. So I, c- I can't really cap him as the favorite here, but I guess you know people are expecting him to come up, be strong, be big, maybe not stronger, but use his wrestling to really take down Cyril Gaon and, and maybe ground and pound, maybe sub him, maybe find the back, especially in the later rounds. But I don't know. I don't know if I can trust him off this long layoff. Hasn't looked good in forever. In a new weight class against a guy who's pretty active. Cyril Gaon's very active. Uh, you know, I know there's people saying, or he, he said he doesn't train unless he's in a fight camp. But he's always in a fight camp. Twice in 2020, 2022. Three times 2021. So, I don't know. I think I'm going to go Cyril Gaon, money line. Uh, I, think he, I think he wins a decision. I think there might be a judge that gives John... Like three rounds, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But I'm going to take Cyril Gaon when winning a split decision. Wow, are you putting that on the card? Yep, Gaon money line. Yep. Wow, 
And I, you know, I knew you were. I, I, I mean, we talked about it. I thought you were going to do it. I didn't know you were actually going to do it. Yeah, I think you know, Cyril Gaon getting taken down by Francis, who had a fucked up ACL, pretty much one leg. That's definitely worrisome. But I don't think he was expecting that. Yeah, yeah. and I know that sounds stupid. You know, like what? Why wouldn't you expect that? Francis, you know, heaviest hitter ever. You know, no one came into that fight thinking he was going to implement the wrestling. That was <clears throat> and he was de- and he was down and he was down. Well, well, at the time, at least, he was down. It looked like he was going to win a decision, and then that happened, and it just flipped on him. And obviously, coming in this fight, what's he going to expect from John? Only wrestling. I mean, if John wants to come out here and kickbox with Cyril gone, I don't see how he, he wins he a kickboxing match. Fucked up. I don't. I, you know, maybe he does well in some spurts. Maybe he does some flying stuff, or he gets him in the clinch, throws some knees, or but does he? You know, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's bigger or stronger than Cyril Gaon. Cyril Gaon's a big boy, and he moves like a middleweight. You know, uh, is John going to move like a light heavyweight still at, at heavyweight? I don't think so. <clears throat> I think that Dominic Reyes fight was really not a not not a good indicator of his movement and his, his striking in general, um, and just his ring generalship. He he wasn't really controlling the ring against Dom, and you know you see how how that that win is aged not not very well. So. Uh, you know, Cyril Gaon moves around, man. He moves well, too. I, I, I think he has decent cardio. He still moves well in later rounds. Uh, you know, I think John has the advantage. He's, been, he's, he's definitely been training his fucking ass off. I think that's for sure. I think that's something we have to consider. Uh, you know, he's probably hungry. So I think, you know, maybe we see a, a more aggressive John. But that's not something I can really, like, count on, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe his skills have just waned. I think maybe off the juice, he's just not good. I think those are very much possibilities. So for that, I'm going to take the shot on the underdog. I thought if you know if John was the underdog, I was honestly going to take a play on him, just because of all you know the the mystique around him and and the the huge question marks about him moving up and not taking shit serious. Now he is, but he's 35, and I just I don't know, man. I don't blame him. I really don't. I think. I think it's a one of the a, case, a classic case like we talk about on here all the time that when the line is when you really don't know what's going to happen the line kind of is a little farther off of even than you would be comfortable with and you just go on the other side and I don't think that that's a bad bet. Uh, you laid out the perfect case of why Cyril Gaon could win this this fight on Saturday night and I'm going to try and do the opposite side uh, as best as I can. So I think if John John. A lot of his career, he's has been predicated on the fact that he's been the bigger guy, he's been the stronger guy, and he's probably been the, had the speed advantage in a majority of the fights. That he's just been better in every skill area for the most part uh, throughout his UFC and light heavyweight career, for whatever reason that may be. I mean, I just pure God given talent, uh, you know, yeah. is, is, has a lot to do with it. But I think in the, to win this fight on Saturday night, he's going to have to bully Cyril Gaon. He's going to have to implement the wrestling. I don't know what, who somebody was just calling me, but I, I, I it's he's going to have to be just the the old school John Bones Jones. He's I, like he like you kind of said. He, I think he will have success in the striking game in spurts. I think the the closer this fight is, the better it is for John. I don't think really at distance he wants to play around too long with Cyril Gone. Uh, I guess I I do. Before I go in even more, did you see the picture of uh, Gon's hand? No. So I I saw a picture today on on Twitter. I'll uh, I'll put it up on my on my Twitters for people who can want to go back and just look at it. But uh, he his right hand looks fucked up. 
I don't know whether that's, it's broken or it's, it, but it's swollen. <laughs> it's bigger than his left hand. And I saw that today. I was like, oh boy, like that's, you know, that's not that's not a great thing to see coming into a fight when you're gonna need to use your hands to fucking win this fight. It's not you're not gonna be in a, uh, a wrestling battle or win a wrestling battle with John Jones. Uh, another thing, what do you make of John's physique? I mean, I know he said it's not a bodybuilding contest or whatever, but boy's coming in looking a little porky. He's looking a little porky, so uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I want to see how he looks when he. I want to see how he. I, I want to see what he weighs in at. He's saying two fifty. That's fucking big, man. Like I, I was expect. I was. I don't know. I guess I was expecting like two forty, two forty five, but I guess there's not much of a difference, really. His legs still don't look. You know, I wouldn't say toothpickish, but they're uh, they're still skinny. You know, like Cirogan has some big. What's Cirogan like two fifty, right? 245? 245. I mean, yeah, he's right there pushing the heavyweight limit. Solid. Yeah. Big guy. Big um, guy. So, l- listen, I-, I really think at the end of the day... I'm it's looking gonna... at this picture, though, of the hand. Uh, oof. Yeah, I'm telling you. And then there's a picture he posted where he's got his hands in front of his like his body, you know what I mean? He's He's got his left hand covering his right. Oh, man, I don't know. That's not good. Yep. Like, that's something that would happen to me. You know, it's like... John Jones absolutely destroys Cyril Gaon in a bloodbath and kills him. Afterwards, it's like, like, my hand. <laughs> my hand, my one hand was broken and my one leg was broken. It's like, what? Why did you fight? Like, <laughs> uh, let me tell you what. As a little uh, precursor, if something happens at the weigh or something tomorrow, I'm picking Pavlovich in either one of those fights. All right, because he's the backup. He, yeah, I, I'm I, taking him. I had, I, <laughs> yeah, I did. Whatever Pavlovich is. That guy's going to come in fucking steaming hot. Yeah. Uh, you know, no one's going to see it coming. Either way, whoever he fights, he comes in with murderous intentions in that first minute. And, and it, it's been a problem for everyone who's fought him since he came back. So I don't know what he did, but I, I, you know, I rest my case on that. Back to the John Jones. What do you Jones. think the odds yeah. are the John Jones fight gets canceled before, you know, before it happens? Before uh, fight night. Very low. Very, very low. Okay. I mean, it's right. Thursday, right? We're doing this Thursday afternoon. Uh, yeah. Hey, man. All of Friday. A little bit of Saturday, I don't know. Well, I mean, hey, apparently you can just show up to the uh, building and and have the sniffles, and, and you can't, you know, you don't, you don't make the. I'm just kidding, by the way. Food poisoning, I understand. Shit food happens, poisoning. but Maybe John, hey, that could happen to John. I think it did happen hey, to John before. Could happen to anybody. Could happen to Jordan before the finals. So, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, people say he might have been hungover. Who knows? Maybe Krilov was hungover. Who knows? Hey, I I feel like I'm hungover. I've been there. I've been there. Um, so. I think John, like you said, I think him being uh, the the southpaw in this fight will help because I know I know Cyril likes to switch back and forth, but I think it. Right. God. Sorry, I keep interrupting. I, I, I think I guess his, if he does have a hand injury, I guess it's good that it's his like hand and not his lower body, you know, because that's what he pretty much does. Um, same thing with John. I, I don't know. You know who? Who do you think wins the striking affairs? Like who wins the the exchanges? Who wins? Like if they stay in the pocket and trade, gone. I feel like they'll be gone. Yeah, I think, but I, I mean, I don't know if neither one of them is really like this. Uber had like these crazy powerful hands. I, I mean, listen, yeah, it'll be a ki- they're gonna throw kicks and you know, yeah, just... elbows. Like they're they're more mm-hmm. of like the crafty, nasty sort of striking. I really do think John. If John can still wrestle, I know it's not really a thing he does anymore, but I really feel like in this matchup, he not not like he's going to it's going to be easy or something, but I feel like in heavyweight when you get on top of somebody, it is very hard for them to get back up. And, yeah, and he's a big boy, man. Yeah. And, you know, he's, powerful. He's... I mean, everyone talks about even at light heavyweight how powerful he was. Moving up to heavyweight, yeah. I feel like he's only going to bring that power with him. 
And this is a guy who's been in these moments and in, in these big-time fights so many times, more than probably anybody in the UFC. I mean, I think it's that, that's probably statistically correct. So yeah, uh, I, I just feel like that. I, I, I'm, I understand he didn't look great in his last fight because he really did not look great in that Dominic Reyes fight, and a lot of people believe he lost that fight. Uh, and there's people that even thought he lost to Santos fight when, when, and, and that, you know, I don't agree with either one, but I'm just saying like, there's the, the fact that your last couple fights were in question by even some people is a little bit, you know, alarming. And Gustafson was stuffing takedowns until the third round. That was yeah, not that's, good to Gustafson. that's not good either. So, I mean, you know, there, the distance with Anthony Smith, there is an argument to be had that, you know, since he got caught with the juice. Then he Orange hasn't juice. exactly looked the same, right? I, you know, and I, I'm not saying yeah. anything, but I just really think I, I, <laughs> I don't think Gon is that guy. And, and, and like I just said, if Pavlovich gets replaced, I don't care what the number is. I'm betting Pavlovich, but I just think Gon. It's a good matchup for Jones. I really do believe that, just based off that wrestling. And I, I always side with the guy who who can wrestle, so long as his hands are good enough to uh, keep it standing for portion, I mean, ma- major portions of this fight. John was standing with multiple guys these last, you know, few, couple to- you know, a couple times he was out there, he was standing for 25 minutes. And, and the guys with, like, Santos, who throw nuclear bombs at him. And, I mean, even Reyes, you know, he doesn't... It, but he was known for his power at that time, and he was a different guy then uh, on the come-up as opposed to after he lost that John Jones fight. He went on a tailspin. After that, yeah. but uh, I say all that to say I think I'm going to take John Jones inside the distance. I feel like, wow, I feel like his his ground game is just going to be too much. I really do believe that, and I think Gone just uh, scares me. Gone scares me because I don't know about how uh, I hate doing this, but this really it, it's a factor in fighting that his like if things get tough, I don't believe in him to persevere and i feel like things are going to get tough on saturday night and that's just that's just what what where i'm at and i i mean if you if you see all the guys he's fought recently not really one of them has been a wrestling heavy you know junior dos santos jarzinho alexander volkov Derek lewis and ganu tuivasa every single one of them are stand-up guys the issue though, does, when does John wrestle? Because he doesn't. He usually never wrestles. That's the, in the concerning first round. thing. That's the concerning thing. I think later on in the fight, as Gon starts to wear down, I think he's going to have to hurt him on the feet. I think he's going to have to yeah. make him respect him for sure. Uh, this fight, honestly, if I was being truthfully with all you people out there, this is such an unknown. I really would not bet it. I know that that's like I I hate doing that. That's such like a pussy thing to say, but it really you don't know what John's going to look like at heavyweight. You don't know if Gon's going to be able to stand for that long and withstand 25 minutes of John Jones coming at him, and, and will he be able to keep the fight where he wants it to go down? And what's wrong with his hand? Will John gas out because he has all this extra weight on him? There's a lot, a lot, a lot yeah. of unknown. So with that said, I'm still going John Jones inside the distance. Plus 220 is what I'm seeing on here. So I, th- I could see him getting a, f- a late finish. That's what I'm hoping for. A, three, four, five. That's where I feel finish. like it's going to happen. I think he's going to lose the first round 100%. We'll see what happens after that. Um, but if it doesn't go his way in the second and third, you know, he's going to need that finish, which could happen. Honestly, I, I think, you know, Cyril Gon could maybe uh, 
throw his neck or back out there and then John takes it quick and you know um we know what John can do on the ground we know you know what he did to Leo Machida and who knows what he's been that, doing how long ago that was yeah who knows yeah. if he's gotten better he's it's a possibility he could have gotten worse definitely a possibility probably stronger possibility that that happens but there's yeah. also a possibility that he's gotten better and I guess we're that's that's why it leads to the unknown and why you're like I don't you know why people would be like yeah. I don't know if this is a really a good bet I mean, decision. I feel that uh, for pl- at plus one eighty is, I mean, it, but like you said, like I could see him losing a lot of the feed exchanges and losing on the cards. I, I could definitely see like gone decision plus three hundred seems nice. If you like gone, I mean, that's 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 probably a nice avenue if you want to dabble. Even though he's the underdog, and he could definitely get him out of there. I there's a lot of unknown here, but I'm going John Jones inside the distance. I'm going uh, with my gut. That's what my gut tells me. Gone by split or majority decision, plus 1,000. There you go. Hammer it. I think somebody's going to give John something. Get a point taken? Some, yeah, something's going to happen. Majority Bad decision. Surreal. I'd be like, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm excited, though. It's going to be awesome. Uh, let's I get, can't wait. It Really, like, uh, it's... This work, is a but... huge like for everyone out there who's really not a uh, you know like a casual. You listen to this to kind of just when the big cards come along to get like uh, you know your news updates or know what you're t- you're going uh, you know you're going into when you're watching this. John is you know without the steroids and all the other nonsense is easily the best has the best resume of anyone uh, in the history of mixed martial arts. He's the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. I really Do you I, think with a loss that he's not. The best? Do you think that would? No, do I, I, I don't believe in that. To be honest, I, I, I mean, yeah. at some point it does affect you. But like Anderson Silva, still, even though all that mm-hmm. shit happened after, you know, I don't think I really don't believe in that. That it affects. Like I feel like when you're at your prime and you're at your height, it's like when people are like, you know, in the NBA or other sports, when these quarterbacks don't retire right away, they go to another team and maybe they have like a bad season or. You know, I'm trying to think of an example. Maybe like a Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, like Peyton Manning going to the Broncos <laughs> and being like garbage but still winning a Super Bowl. Like, Or even Allen Iverson on the Pistons. Just naming oh, guys, man, for example. I don't feel like that takes away from you remembering what he did in his height. Like when he yeah. carried the Sixers to a, 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 a NBA Finals against one of the greatest teams ever assembled and win Somehow the game. Somehow won a game. Them. Yeah. So – I don't think when they when these guys lose, it takes away from Anderson Silva kicking Vitor Belfort in his face, or standing right in front of him, or yeah, or Jones cool. subbing uh, Machida and just dropping him, and you know him right crawling towards Rampage and dominating him. Rashad, I mean Chael Sonnen, all these guys he's beaten and dominated them. DC twice. It doesn't take away from say, say he gets cooked on, on Saturday night, but I mean it, it won't hurt. It won't help. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, and it it could be taken away from your goat status because then you could say GSP. He's one of the guys who went up in his weight class and won. Pretty much did the same thing John's doing, but was successful. So I feel like he's got almost kill himself doing it. Yep, colitis or whatever he had. Uh, got to get it done though. Got to get it done, John. Uh, it's gonna be awesome though. I'm very excited. Valentina Shevchenko co-main event. Very nice co-main event. I might add against Alexa Grasso. A 125 title. Alexa Grasso is coming off of a win against uh, Viviana Rujo and Joanne. Don't call me Calderwood. Valentina is coming off a very questionable decision against Talia Santos. Uh, I didn't think find it questionable, but some people definitely did. Uh, a lot of people online were upset about it and whatnot. But people online are upset all the time. So. 
Valentina Shevchenko is a minus 600 favorite, 625. Uh, Alexa Grasso plus 400, 440. I guess I ask you, what do you think is going to happen in this fight? Uh, fight goes to decision is plus 130 for the for both of them. Shevchenko inside the distance is minus 130. Yeah, I, I guess Valentina has her covered pretty much everywhere, I think. Um, they're similar in size, same reach. Um, I don't know where exactly. I think Grosso, maybe she has better hands. Maybe they just like boxed the whole time. Uh, maybe she could like win, or it would be close. You know, I think then the southpaw and orthodox matchup is going to be interesting to see how how they uh, how they do box and who wins the boxing exchanges. Because I think uh, Alexa Grosso hits hard and it's pretty quick with her hands. Um, you know, Valentina has a pretty good left, but she doesn't, she doesn't really throw hands like that. She stays kicking, and Alexa Grosso doesn't kick much. Doesn't really defend kicks well, so I think that's going to be huge, and it's probably going to really. Uh, you know, be be the beginning of the end when she we, she starts eating up that calf and then gets a takedown and then you know maybe gets her gets her out of there starts to smash her with a yeah maybe does that or a submission I think inside the distance is probably a safe play I would take the submission personally um, I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna take anything I, I want to root for Alexa Grosso that's my girl uh, I'm glad she's here she's she's earned it honestly she's fought really well lately I know she's had you know some some close fights in a, in parts of her her uh, her earlier career. She got fucked over in that Carlos Barza fight, in my opinion. Uh, she kind of gave it away, but, you know, she lost to Felice Herrig way back in the day, but she's come a long way. I mean, she choked out Joanne Wood in the first round. Nobody saw that coming. And she won a really good fight, a really close, you know, five-round fight against Vivi, and she looked good in the later rounds, honestly. She threw or landed 153 significant strikes. I don't think Valentina's ever uh, landed... 100 significant strikes in a fight. She hasn't, no. So she has the output. I, I like seeing, you know, women fighters that that, that uh, have that much output, especially in a, in a five-rounder against a pretty tough opponent in Vivi, you know, a tough matchup for her. Um, I just, this, is, this is a lot for her to, to take on. You know, I don't, I don't see how she wins rounds. I don't see how she Get maybe her catches her. Yeah, maybe like she maybe. catches her with, the, with, with, with a punch, but even then, I you know, I think Valentina would probably rebound. She's really just going to have to hit her with one good, you know, big hook. Who knows? Who knows? You know, we've seen uh, Anderson Silva get knocked out cold by uh, Chris Weidman. Um, you know, Amanda Nunes got finished by Juliana Pena. I never would have. I never thought in a million years that was going to happen. Yeah, no matter. You could have told me uh, Amanda Nunes was fucking sick. I, it didn't matter. I, but you know, and I think Valentina is somebody who takes it serious. I know the last fight was close with Tyler Santos, and you know if it wasn't for the headbutt, I don't know. You know, there's people that thought she lost that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Valentina by sub. I think she's going to she's going to find a, a choke at some point, pass Alexa Grosso's guard or something. I think Alexa Grosso still has some wrestling concerns defensively. She has come a long way, stuff takedowns, um, and you know, obviously we saw what she did against Joanne Wood, but this is not Joanne Wood. This is uh. This is Valentina Shevchenko, and I think she's going to show her uh, show her around in middle later rounds. So, are you putting the sub on the card? Um, I guess I, I want to see what the odds are. Plus two sixty. What is she inside the distance? Minus one thirty. 
Yeah, I'm going to stay away. All right. Stay, I, maybe I take an Alexa Grosso shot down the field, but probably not. I'm probably staying away. I'm going Shevchenko inside the distance, minus 130. Get in there immediately after you listen to this because I feel like it's only going to go uh, higher and probably higher. Probably up, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just – I mean, her to win in the first two rounds is plus 140. They really think that uh, Shevchenko is going to get her out of there. So, mm. I mean, the rest of them are plus 400, and, you know, it just goes up after that. So, yeah, man, uh, this is two – Quality, quality, uh, you know, co-main and, and main events. This is this is all. This is just an awesome card, and we keep it moving with Jeff Neal and Shavkat Rachmanov. The that's right, the same Shavkat Rachmanov that Ty has to be the welterweight champion by the end of twenty three. So yep. uh, this is a big, this is a big chance. This is a big, loses, this is a, a big fight done. for Ty. Literally, yeah. Like if he loses, <laughs> he's smoked on that on that wager, but. <laughs> I mean, this is, what a uh, what what a matchup this is. Uh, we got Shavkat at minus five hundred coming into this. That's a crazy line. I, I mean, that seems a little uh, lopsided little, and, and unjust. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I feel like Jeff Neal is a little bit, you know, just given his power, has a little bit more respect than that. But this doesn't even seem like a bettable fight. Uh, Rachmanov inside the distance is minus one sixty, one seventy. Jeff Neal is plus seven fifty inside the distance. They really think Jeff Neal is going to get smoked, but uh, I mean, I I agree. So uh, I guess I, I'd ask you, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think there's you know Shavkat sixteen and zero all finishes, eight KOs, eight submissions. So you know he's really well rounded. I think he might have a speed and and power disadvantage with the hands in this one. Uh, but the thing with Jeff Neal is he's very inconsistent. You know, yeah, like. We remember the, the, the fights where he uh, dominated Bilal Muhammad. Uh, it was a skinnier and smaller and less juiced, or a skinnier, I should say, uh, Bilal Muhammad than we have now. Uh, but remember the, the Nico, and Mike, Nico Price and Mike Perry fights? Smoked them both. Um, he had a sick head kick against Camacho. He, you know, he's, he's very exciting. Always been exciting. And then, until, until recently, I'd say, you know, the Neil Magny fight, not great. Ponzinibbio fight, not great. Uh, he he got Luke out of there. That was good. That was a close one. Yeah, but who has got Luke out of there at this point? Luke's looking a little cooked, and that, that was a that was a Ponzinibbio that was pretty cooked himself. Um, he was coming off of uh, what fight was he? he was coming off that Baeza fight where he didn't look great, which was after the Li Jang Liang fight where he got knocked out. And I don't know, man. I think Jeff Neal, you know, he he did get hurt originally, and that's why this fight didn't happen the first time. Maybe there's lingering effects. I think he's just at, you know, Shafkat's a big boy. Maybe he doesn't get him down with single legs and double legs because Jeff Neal is so fucking strong, you know, especially in his lower body. But he's, you know, get him against a cage and trip him or something. He's going to do that, I think, fairly easily. Maybe not right away, but um, maybe it takes him a couple rounds. I don't think Shafkat is the best stand-up. I think, he, you know, he's, he still has to improve in that. But uh, Jeff Neal's not exactly hard to hit. You know, he, he, he eats about 5.3 uh, significant strikes per minute. So, <clears throat> I'm not sure he has good takedown defense. So, that, that you know, that's the only worry if Shavkai can't can't really uh, get him down. But I think he's going to be able to. I think he's going to set it up with some strikes, some kicks. He's very explosive. Uh, he's younger. And I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I think Jeff Neal has looked good at parts, but he's looked bad in parts of his career. He's very up and down. He's very inconsistent. Seems, you know, to not, it, it takes a lot for Say Sayu to get the best out of him. And 
I don't know. I think Shafkot's just kind of on another level. So I'm going to take Shafkot by submission. I think he's going to get him a rear naked choke. So you're going to take you want that on the card? Yeah. Submission plus two hundred. I like it. I don't know what round. Yeah, that's just overall. That's that's a good number to get uh, at Rachmanov plus two hundred. I sit here and I have no idea what to bet because I hate. I really feel like it's possibly takes him down, and just starts smashing him, and gets him out of there. Yeah, uh, and, and I just don't know. He could hurt him. Jeff Neal's, you know. Je- I don't know how well his chin's like you be said, anymore. Jeff Neal. Yeah, he's been hit before, and he's definitely been hurt. I just. Uh, I mean, it, I just like what I've seen from Jeff Neal recently, but I, I feel like, I guess, you you not being able to get Vicente Luque out of there quicker is a little bit of a, a concern to the fact that you're going to – there's going to be a storm coming at you as soon as that bell rings or as soon as the referee claps his hands on Saturday night. And you're – I don't know. I really don't know if Jeff Neal is ready to withstand something of that nature. So I am going to take – uh, Rachmanov, but I, I just don't know what I like here. I'm looking for a little funky prop or Rachmanov. Jeff Neal does hit hard, and you know, Shavkat on on the regional scene was you know he did the chicken dance a couple times. I saw. Oh boy, um, I don't like that. So it's it, you know I think it's we haven't seen it, and I think it's something that you know it's not like you can go an entire career without getting rocked. So. You know, hands of steel for a reason. I could see why people, you know, like him in the spot, especially at the number. But uh, I, I, I really can't trust him. I just, you know, he's not young. He's getting older, and he, he gets injured a lot. Uh, like I said, his last couple fights, you know, I know he's on a two-fight winning streak, but iffy, both iffy. You know, uh, I think it's just I think Shopgod's very safe here. I'm taking Rockmanov around uh, one or two minus one forty. That oh, is my pick. I like, that. I, I like that. I just think that uh, it gives me a little bit of wiggle room. I can have any of the uh, ways the fight can end, and uh, I feel like he just should be able to get him out of there by by that right before that. I, I feel like I had that against. I think he fought Neil Magny, yeah. and he got him out of there right at the buzzer of the uh, second round, and I, I was able to cash that out. And I think I'll just roll it again. I mean, it's been almost a year since he's fought. It's been nine months, so. That's another another thing to keep track of, but you know, I mean, when did Jeff Neal get back in? You know, I mean, they all take long layoffs, but it's just mm-hmm. you know, Jeff Neal. Remember, he had he, he was injured, so yeah, Jeff Neal also was involved in some legal situation as well. So that's something. also he had sepsis, right? Really? Didn't he have that? I think he. I, I thought that was him that had because remember he was out for a little bit. How do you spell sepsis? Stupid question, right? While he looks that up. We will move it. Yeah, on. Oh, yeah. He had a uh, heart and kidney failure. Jesus. Um, he was oh, he was unresponsive for twenty minutes. So he like died. When was this? In tw- twenty twenty. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had, he had a septic infection, uh, and that's when the heart failure and kidney failure kicked in. I was un- unresponsive for a good twenty minutes. They said it was. Uh, I wish that I wouldn't. Wi- I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. It was like torture. That wasn't too long ago, yeah. and he's not young. He's not. So that's- young. <laughs> Remember what happened with Josh Parmesan? He he died. He almost died, and then he lost. So yeah, I mean, I we guess just, the, follow follow the clues. The guys. near death experience fade list. That's the new trend. Yeah, Terrence McKinney should. Be Terrence there McKinney. Too. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think we we gotta start following 
the careers of people and see, you know, what happened when they were a teenager. Did they almost die at one point in their life? Or if they did, they're going to lose. <laughs> so how about, this is quite a, in addition to this card, that kind of just snuck up out of nowhere. Jalen Turner was originally supposed to fight Dan Hooker on this card, but Dan Hooker fucked his hand up, I believe, right? Yeah, Something accusing Islam Makachev of uh, cheating. Yeah, it was really rough uh, turn of events there for him. He's fighting Matus Gamrot. Gamrot's coming off of a tough fight that he lost against Benil Daryush. He's stepping in here on short notice. Uh, this, let me see what we have here. Gamrot is a minus 230 favorite. Getting in here on short notice, so I guess I ask you, Ty, what, what do you have? What do you lean here? Uh, do you have anything? Uh, I, don't, I don't really know if I like anything. I, I mean, I lean Gamrot to win the fight, but uh, you know, Jalen Turner's not an easy out. And you know his striking could present a little bit of problem, but I feel like the grappling eventually is just going to take him take take him out. Yeah, I think it's a bad matchup for Jalen. I think even standing up, I, I guess you know Jay, I've I've come a long way on Jalen Turner. I, I always liked him because he was big for this weight class, and he has a long reach, and he's exciting with his hands and just his, his attacks in general. And he kind of you know beat the uh, the chinny accusations, but not completely. I you know he's he's still been rocked lately. Um, but he's really he's he's gotten a lot better, you know. And we've seen that on this five fight winning streak he's on. But when you look at the five guys, they're all pretty much stand up guys. Dan Hooker, stand up. Gamrot will shoot, and he will keep shooting. He gets, I think, um, I think it was like f- almost five takedowns for fifteen. His accuracy is a little low, but he's. I mean, look who he's fought: Dariush, Sarukian. Uh, in his debut, he fought yeah, Guram Kudalaze. Diego for uh, Jeremy Stevens. That fight ended quickly, so he didn't really get a chance to, you know, uh, wrestle fuck him like he could have. I mean, he he ended up taking his arm and snapping it off his body in one minute. Uh, he took down Sarukian six times and Kudaladze five times and Fahea four times, uh, Dariush four times. I think this is just a, a pitch, just perfect, perfect style matchup for him. Um, I maybe he gets him out of there. Honestly, I could see that he kind of has to watch his neck. Jalen Turner can get some submissions. He just beat Brad Riddell with a sub or a guillotine quick. But Brad Riddell, you know, that, that's a kickboxer. So, uh, and, or, you know, Uros Medic, he choked him out. Brock Weaver, he choked him out. But those guys, I mean, again, Matus Gamron is a very different different guy. He probably has one of the best single legs in the UFC, like all, all for all. Um, and Turner's defensive grappling, we saw it against Jamie Malarkey uh, somewhat recently. Didn't, didn't look good. You know, got got taken down and kind of laid on for a little bit for an extended portion. I know he's big, but uh, that sometimes can go against against you. And uh, I think Gamrot's going to either win a, a wide decision or maybe he gets a submission or ground a pound. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, Jalen Turner is chinny also. He could always hurt him. Um, but I got Gamrot here. I, I don't have a bet, though. I think I'm going to go Gamrot inside the distance. I'm just trying to look for the best price that I can get here and see... What else is available? Uh, let me see here. Inside the distance plus one forty-five. Yeah, I think I like that. Inside the distance plus one forty-five. I, I, I don't li- really like this bet though. Let me go out and say that. I, I do think that Turner is a tough guy. To he's just crafty, like you said. You can you can get your neck taken. You can just get tagged from the outside. He does he does a lot of good stuff. I just Gamrot. He, the way he just kept coming after Daryush, even though it wasn't really his night, was kind of alarming. And the way he went to war with Sarukian 
was also like very alarming as well. I just I'm gonna I'm just gonna count on Gamrot imposing his will, no matter if it's a short notice fight or not. And give me Gamrot yeah. inside the distance plus one forty. Let's do it. So. I like it. What do we got next? I believe it's the Jamie Pickett, Jamie Mr. Pickett and Mr. Uh, Bo, Nick. Bo Nickel are getting in there. Bo Nickel, if you guys don't know, is a highly, highly decorated uh, NCAA wrestler from Penn State. What did he win? State champ or state championship? The uh, national championship four times, three times, four Something times. Like that. Something crazy like that. I mean, it's about as good as it gets when it comes to collegiate wrestling. You know when you when you think about Bo Nickel, but he's fighting Jamie Pickett, really uh, sort of a layup, honestly. Like I believe you said that earlier, it, it truly is. It's just that's why they they matched this up the way they did. On some websites, he's minus two thousand, uh, one sixteen hundred on here. Uh, I really don't know if there's anything to bet. Nickel inside the distance is plus one fifty, or I'm sorry, plus one fifty, minus seven hundred, minus five fifty nine. Uh, you know, you can bet submission or TKO uh, plus crazy. some money. If you can get, I'm seeing on here a couple websites plus two sixty four nickel by TKO. That's something I would consider taking, even though I know his subs and all that are really the way he wants to go. But you, you, you know, you know, you never, you really never know what what could happen. I mean, minus one eighty for a sub seems a little bit like a, a trap. Uh, nickel to win, you know, wins in round one is minus two hundred two forty. So. I really would like to check and see if this number is real. And if the TKO number is real, I probably would take it. Do you want to know how many strikes uh, Bo Nickel has absorbed in his in his three-fight career so far? I think like two or three, right? Zero. Wow. Jesus. Zero significant I mean, strikes absorbed. Remember when he put ah. that garbage man to, to sleep at Icon <laughs> FC3? That was bad. That, that poor was John brutal. Noland. Yeah. John Noland. He's 0-2, and his tapology picture is a cut on his forehead. He's holding a belt. He's 0-2. Well, you don't, you, that could be an amateur belt, brother. He lost to Chris Mims. Oh, shit. Chris Mims? The basketball player. Chris Mims. Remember him? Hell yeah, um, brother. No, but I th- yeah, I think, I mean, you know, Jamie Pickett, this guy, he, he's got good size. Uh, he's probably bigger. Um, he's got a longer reach, but that doesn't even, you know, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, he's he's lost by KO. He's lost by submission. He's lost decisions. He, he you know, thirteen and eight. He lost to Dennis Tolulin. Dennis Tolulin is a really bad fighter. Uh, Kyle Dawkins darsed him easily. Uh, he he lost around to Joseph Holmes. Ugly boy. Ugly man. One of the one of the two. Uh, Jordan Wright got him out of there quick. Tafan and Chuk we dominated. I mean, listen to some of these names. I'm telling you. Um, he struggled with Jonathan that Jonathan Patty guy on the contender series. It, he lost his first two contender series fight. Charles Bird arm triangled him. Like <laughs> these oh, are you all don't red have to flags. tell me, man. This is uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't even need to tell you people this stuff. This shit is rap. The, the, the UFC oh, no. made it this way. This guy just has too many skill advantages over this other guy, and I just really I don't know what Jamie Pickett could do other than maybe catch him. He's oh, just gonna have to catch him. That's yeah. it. Uh, you know, maybe maybe when Bo, Bo Nickel's quick and, and aggressive and goes for it, I, you know, he doesn't try to stall. He doesn't, you know, if he gets stuffed on the takedown, he'll either. I mean, he's getting it. This he's is a man who got knocked out by Jordan Wright. Yeah, in a minute. In a minute. What what would what do you think Bo Nickel would do to Jordan Wright? Oh my God! Don't even. But hey, what if he catches him? <laughs> See, we'd be saying the same stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But still, I he think he needs a you know, Jamie Pickett. 
Jimmy Pickett hasn't really caught anybody. I think Bo Nichols is going to just either knock him out, like the under half a round, which again is only two two minutes and thirty two minutes and thirty seconds. Uh, it's, it's plus one ninety. Jesus Christ! So I'm going to take that. You can put that in there. Yeah, I think he's going to. You know, his his first what one minute his his three fights have gone thirty seconds and like a minute and a minute. This can go two. But that's it, and I don't even know if it goes that long. Jimmy Pickett's going to fall. He's old. He's not even. He's. It's not like he's young either. So like his durability, it's not like it's going to get better. It's going to get worse. So you know, I think Nichols going to hit him with something crazy, or he's just going to take him down and and take his neck. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, you know, I don't love the under half around being only plus one ninety. Under one and a half is pl- minus three ten. So I have to take something. Yeah, I'm going to take nickel TKO plus two thirty. I'm seeing plus 230, 265 on some websites. Uh, listen, I mean, he definitely could sub him. I feel like that's obviously the favorite. That's why it's minus 170. But there's, I'm looking for some way to sneak out some money uh, in here. And I think nickel TKO is definitely poss- uh, a real possibility. Maybe he catches him, gets him to the ground. and you I mean, know, dude, just... that's and need him, and that was it. Like, Yeah. yeah. That's all, all he has to do is hit him with like a, just a, a, a good right hand. But nickel, it's hard, you know. It does. It, it's over. It's over. I mean, if he get if he club and subs him, you're gonna be sick. But. Oh yeah, well, I mean, uh, but I would never bet sub. That's a, the, on, on this on this right. specific one because minus one eighty is just too much. Because again, within the same direction, it could go the other way where he you know has his back the whole time and then winds up on top and crucifixes him and just knocks him out. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like I had sub. Like it's th- this is a tough one. I, you know, I love my inside the distance, but minus seven hundred is I draw the line somewhere around minus one fifty. <laughs> so it's definitely. Uh, too far down that road. So, man, that is a that is quite a main card that we just talked about. We have a bunch of prelims to get through. We'll try to run through them as quick as possible to give you yeah. all the information you need. We got Cody Garbrandt, Trevin Jones. Cody Garbrandt's a favorite, minus one sixty, one seventy to Trevin Jones is plus one fifty, one forty. I guess I'd ask you, Ty, what do you think is going to happen here? Cody Garbrandt was a favorite in his last fight. Was a close underdog in uh, the Rob Font fight and was a big time favorite in the Munoz fight. Uh, I, I we've talked about. I, I don't just don't know. We we never know what version of Cody Garbrandt's going to show up or how his chin's going to hold up. But I mean, if he's ever going to win, it's got to be this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you know, Steve Steve really put him put him out last fight. That was bad. Um. I can't get over him calling him Steven France. Um, <laughs> and then he gets absolutely shelled by him. So I, I just I, I think how do you not take Trevin Jones in this spot? You can say all you want about him. I don't listen, I don't think he's great. Uh, they're both they're both low volume. So that 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 is a, it could be a match made in hell, you know, for this. Trevin Jones gets hit a lot. The Barcelos fight was a good example. Uh you know, he, he, he did a little bit against Javid Basharat, and I think Basharat's way better. Saeedu Cub, he's fought some really good fighters. You know, you look at his last three fights, obviously, they're very worrisome, but his first two fights, knocked out Timor Valiev, knocked out Mario Bautista. Those, that's, that's very hard to do both, in, both, in both senses. Those are both good fighters, honestly. So the power's there. I think the one-hitter quitter's there. I think it's not going to take much to knock out Cody Garbrandt. I mean, he, you know, ever since he... He beat Dominic Cruz. I don't know what happened. Uh, I, I, well, I guess the, be- the back neck injuries really fucked him up. 
Um, his chin just and, getting out of them from the way he fights. That's you know. and then his 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 lack of fight IQ after that is I you know I don't know what happened. I think he had TJ hurt at the end of one, and he was you know he was staring down the barrel of knocking TJ Dillashaw out, um, and then he got knocked out, and that really just derailed his whole career. And then it happened again, and yeah. then he came back, and the way he lost in the second one is how he lost to Munoz, and then it, you know it was just over from there. Snowball, uh, but he's. He's never been a high output guy. Even in that in that uh, Dominic Cruz fight, he only th- landed sixty eight significant strikes. He got outlanded, um, and that's the most he's ever landed in a fight, I believe. Um, yeah, so like, I, I guess he could hurt Trevor Jones. I mean, if he wants to go for takedowns, I, I guess they could be there. Maybe um, Barcelos just you know took him down easily. Saeed Cup took him down, but Bautista didn't. Valiev didn't. I think Trevor Jones is a solid underdog pick. I think it's just mainly betting against. Cody Garbrandt, uh, Garbrandt, Garbrandt. Uh, I'm going to take Trevin Jones at plus 150 money line. Sounds good to me. I mean, maybe he wins like a boring decision because, you know, very low output. And Cody Garbrandt, I think now is, you know, if he fights, if he fights smart, if he fights smarter and changes his approach, it's going to be, the new approach is going to be, you know, lower volume or, or less chaotic because he, he he storms in there with his hands down and his his chin wide open you know i think if he does that he's he's fucked and if he doesn't do that and tries to fight like a you know a stylistic point out try to outpoint trevor jones he's gonna lose that i i you know i don't know i think this is an easy pick here as an underdog but yeah uh garbrand by decision is plus 500 that would be a little bit of an interesting same to jones so if you think this uh you know fight's gonna go the distance then that's that's the 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 play to make uh, plus one twenty five on TKO for Garbrandt is interesting to me. Uh, I I really I guess I this is more like the same way you're gonna fade Garbrandt. I feel like I'm gonna fade Trevin Jones just because I have never been impressed. And you, you go through his last three losses. Uh, I mean they're, they're they're good guy. I mean Javid Javid's a good guy. You know good fighter. Caught, Kokrakmanov is not in the U- UFC anymore. Apparently, he got cut for whatever reason. Makes and no sense. Uh, Hione Barcelos, who uh, he lost to as well. I don't know. I just uh, I don't I don't trust either one of these guys. So I, I I'm going to stay away from it. I'm going to stay away from it. But if I was going to bet it, I would bet uh, Garbrandt uh, TKO plus one twenty five. Also, it's been like a year and a half since Cody has fought. He just keeps taking time off. Like that's yeah, not, apparently he's going through a divorce and all sorts of stuff. Sold his house. On. Yeah, he was. He's having a rough well, go at it last time. So. Listen, honestly, he has had a rough life. <laughs> I shouldn't say a rough life necessarily, but but he's had a rough go at it. You know, he he ascended to the top, and he kind of had he had all the all the support from all these guys. And, you know, and everybody was on his side, and then it, it, it turned quickly, and everybody hated him, and he became a meme and kind of fucked up. You know, he was dating Paige Van Zandt, and she she dumped. He, he seems to get dumped a lot. Fucking poor guy. Uh, it seems like people take advantage of him. It seems like when he had that fame, everybody was hyping him up and you know telling him how amazing he is and how his shit doesn't stink. And then he took one loss and nobody was on his side anymore. So I, I, I've kind of felt for him. I do. I, I honestly want to see him win. You know, I want to see him. You know, this is just a rough skid. But if he does lose this one, especially in knockout fashion, it has to be has to be the end, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I really don't. Especially like you said, if he gets knocked out. It's definitely done in the UFC. Yeah. 
I, I mean, it may be, but I mean, that's that would be six of your last seven that you've lost since that Dominic Cruz fight. And uh, and I know like Trevin Jones has a lot of losses, a lot of losses, but they're they're pretty much all decisions. Yeah, a couple splits, a bunch of splits in the regional scene. Um, uh, like I said, the two decisions of Barcelos and Basra, those are good fighters. And you got guillotine at the very end of the Kakramanov fight, so right. So, I, you know, I guess you know maybe it could happen because Cody hits hard, and you know, I, I just I don't know. Cody hasn't really been doing anything lately, uh, so I, I can't I can't in good faith take him. Yeah, that's why I'm staying away from this one. I, I have enough Fair. on the card, and uh, I'll just sit it out. How about? Your boy, DDP, Driscus Duplessis, he's getting in there against Derek Brunson. He's a big-time favorite in this fight, minus 240. Uh, we got a plus 200 as high as for Derek Brunson, more around plus 180, 190 on other books. I guess you're going to go DDP here? Yeah, I would say DDP. I, I'd be interested to see what his number, uh, in, what his inside-the-distance number is. Uh, Brunson's never been submitted, minus but he has been finished. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm gonna take that. I think DDP finishes him. I think he goes for the finish. Well, he has an awkward style. It's not you know sometimes it's it's a, it's a little ugly. Uh, he got a, it was ugly against Brad Tavares. Sometimes he makes some dumb decisions, like he pulled guard or he like uh, whatever he did to Brad Tavares. He had him against a cage and, and and went to his back, and Brad Tavares was on top of him. It was very weird. That the second round of the Till fight was not great. Um, but I don't know. Brunson's like forty, I think, almost. Uh, Jared Cannonier just smoked him. I know he, you know, he was on a little bit of a win streak before that, but they were not. It was not a great, uh, you know, bunch of opponents. Um, I don't know. I just, I think, I think one year layoff, right for Brunson. He's been off for a year, so getting old, yeah. not fighting a, a while. More. I think his fight style plays into Drickus's game, and you know, Drickus moves well. I think he's going to throw some kicks. I think he's going to hurt Brunson with the hands, honestly, and maybe just get some ground and pound. Uh, I guess a sub's not out of the out of the question. He has 10 of them, but um, they both have a sub over Darren Till, fun fact. Um, yeah, I'm going to take him inside the distance. I don't know how, but I think he's going to get him out of there. I'm with you. Uh, the only way – I mean, I there is definitely a world where I see Brunson wrestling him and being able to hold him down, but he's not Darren Till. Yeah. You know, so uh, – and he, he – was able to get the upper hand in the grappling on Darren Till. I mean, who who hasn't at 85? But he, like you said, he's a big 85er. He's had success against pretty much. I mean, he's on he's on quite a run of a uh, recent. So I don't see any. He beat Roberto Soldich, one of the best fighters not in the UFC in the world. Exactly, so, and and those two fights were wars. I think you know when things get bad, even with him, I think he still digs down deep. You know. Oh yeah, uh, he things pushes. are bad in that Till fight. Yeah. And you know when he sometimes he blows his load a little bit, you know, a little bit early. And when when you see guys gas, and especially like in a kind of an unexpected gas, like not in like the very end of a fight, but like in the middle of the fight, or even the, the beginning, the very end of the first, most guys start to panic and they're like, I don't know, you know, what what the fuck do I do? He, you know, he has another gear that he digs deep into, and I think that's going to be too much for Brunson. Brunson's almost forty too. That that's yeah. you know that's he's thirty nine, I believe, or thirty thirty or thirty nine. That's very concerning, uh, you know, especially given the fact that he's just basically his way to win is just going to be wrestling. If he stands with with the DDP, he's going to sleep. Yeah, and he's going to get hurt. Straight yeah. left's going to. I mean, he was hurt. He was hurt multiple times in that uh, Cannoneer fight, which 
I mean, Cannoneer hits like a fucking truck, so it's that's nothing to be ashamed right. of. But DDP hits hard as well, and uh, he really wasn't able to get close to. I mean, he I think he took Cannoneer down, but he was able to get back up if I if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, I think so. So I think the same thing could happen in this fight. I'm going to go as DDP inside the distance, plus minus one one twenty on here. So we're getting a pretty good number for that. How about we move it on to Viviana Rujo, your girl, versus Amanda Hebas. Amanda My other he- girl. Yeah, it, this is this must be tough. Both your ladies fighting at the same time. <laughs> plus one ten, one hundred for Arujo, minus one twenty for Hebas. Do you do you have a lean here? Yeah, I'm split. I'm split, man. I, I want to go Vivi. I want to go Vivi, and I think I'm going to. Yeah. But, you know, she's moving down, and uh, and Hebos is moving up. I guess maybe Hebos's chin is going to be better at 125. But I've never. I mean, you don't really see many women's fighters that are chinny, right? I, I don't. No. Um, not too many, anyway. Amanda Hebos is very chinny, and when she gets hurt, when she gets hit, she kind of she has this look in her face like she doesn't know what the fuck to do. And she gets very wobbly. Pollyanna Viana smoked her, put her out cold on the regional scene. That's kind of scary. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think Vivi's going to have a huge height and reach and, and weight, obviously, advantage. But I think she's going to be stronger. I think she's going to look bigger. Amanda looks uh, small at one fifteen. You know. Yeah. And I guess some people. I guess I have to go back and watch. But I. I, I still thought she lost that Chuk fight. Uh, a lot. Of, uh, some people thought she won robbery, whatever. I thought she lost. I Again, thought she lost as well. Ba- uh, I guess I'd have to go back and watch it, but I really don't want to, so I'm not going to. Uh, I believe she also got dropped by Virna Janjaroba. That is, that is, that's not good. Virna Janjaroba one can't see, and two is strictly a jujitsu practitioner. That's like all she does. You know, um, she couldn't even outstrike Mallory Martin back in the day. So like. I think that's that's kind of an issue. The, the problem with Vivi is she just gasses out almost every single fight. Um, the Grasso fight, you know, I applauded Grasso for going the distance and, and throwing a lot of strikes. I do the same thing for uh, Vivi here. She landed 126 significant strikes and landed two takedowns against a, a, a woman who's fighting for the fucking belt. I don't think a man Hebos will ever fight for a belt at 125, 115, let alone 125. Uh, Vivi in the Chuk fight, she landed a lot of strikes. Uh, she got four takedowns on Roxy and landed 86. Um, Montana De La Rosa, she landed 82. Like she, she's gotten takedowns on on Alexis Davis, Jessica I. I think she could she could get takedowns here. I know they both kind of have similar stats when you look at them. They both get about two ish takedowns per 15. They both have 47, 48 takedown accuracy. Their defense is in the 90 percentile. Like they're very they're very similar. Uh, I just think Vivi's bigger. I think she hits hard, man. She has, uh, you know, she has that one hitter quitter. I don't think we've really seen it other than the Toledo Bernardo fight. That, that was her debut when she put her out with that that overhand right. But she does hit hard. You know, she's she. Um, I think she got dropped by Andrea Lee, but she she was beating Andrea Lee up too in parts of that fight. So I think she's gonna catch Hebos, and I think she's gonna win. It, it might go to a decision. She might gas. She might lose the third. Um, I guess maybe Hebos could finish her too. You never know. Uh, I'm gonna go Vivi Moneyline though. What do you think the chances are the Heboss subs are? I think it could happen. Heboss has good subs. Uh, you know, she armbarred Paige Van Zant easily. Wow. She rear naked choked Emily Whitmire easily. Um, she had some success on the ground against Virna, but she also got dropped by her, and she didn't really take advantage of her 
advantage against Marina Rodriguez. Instead, she got fucking shelled. Um, she got taken down by Brandon Marcos, but she also, you know, took her down and put her in a couple subs. Wasn't able to finish it, but had it pretty close. So I guess, honestly, you know, Vivi's not young. She's like 35, 36. I guess I could see it. I guess I could see that. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't hate anybody just taking Hibosh straight up. I think she might be the more skilled all around fighter, but the defensive issues worry me. The, the, the moving up to fight somebody moving down who's a, you know, big puncher worries me. So I'm going to take Vivi. Not a, I don't feel too strong because I think she gives away rounds, but, um, I don't trust Amanda Hibos either. I don't think she's very smart with her, uh, fighting style. Now I'm going to do what you did a couple weeks ago. Oh no! You're gonna lose all your money. I'm gonna go. Do- I'm gonna double down here. I'm gonna take two in the same fight, which is very rare on this podcast. But I'm gonna take go. Arujo money line. But I'm also gonna take Arujo inside the distance plus four hundred. Wow! So I like that. I think if she hits her with one good shot. It's over. Amanda I know Hibos she doesn't no have recovery ability. She basically has no finishes, you know, for the most part on her record. But you just labeled why Rahibas, you know, has been finished and allows herself to get hurt in these fights. And I could see things. At least on the regional scene, Vivi was, you know, kind of put, put, I was going to say putting bitches out. Um, but was, you know, finishing women. I want to be uh, disrespectful. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, when, when, how often do you trust somebody moving up against somebody moving down? And that person moving up is small. It's not like she's a big 150. I, I guess she has missed weight. She has struggled, but she just looks small, you know? And she's not tall. She's not long. Yeah. No, she's she's good. It's, it's I don't know. Uh, it's not something I'm really confident in from the uh, inside the distance, but I just feel like she's better than Hebos. I don't like that she's older than her. That's the little concern I have, but I don't think that that's really going to play a factor in here. I don't think Hebos. Uh, I've never been a big Hebos uh, believer, so I guess... Shout out to Hebos's sister. I gotta go with, with, with my instincts here. One, of your favorite fighters getting in there, <laughs> Julian Kendra Lust Marquez, the Cuban <laughs> Missile Crisis, is getting in there against one of our other favorites, Mark Andre Bariot. Is getting back. Love in saying there. his name. Yeah, oh man, Mark Andre Bariot. He's the favorite. Mister Bariot is a minus one sixty, one fifty favorite here in this. In this fight, the Cuban Missile Crisis is an underdog. Do we have to call? We have to make a call to arms here. Are we gonna? Are we gonna back the the, the Missile Crisis this week? <laughs> uh, no, no shot, no shot. Uh, I think, I think this is this is a good matchup for Barrio. I think he does well against wild fight, wild opponents. Remember, he fought Jordan Wright. Jordan Wright's a wild motherfucker, and he he was able to he was able to do what he wanted to him. Malnick guillotine, fucking smoked him. Fluffy is a tough fight for anybody. I don't care who you are. Uh, and that's, you know, especially somebody, I think Fluffy's a lot more talented, skilled, younger, quicker, faster. Wait, are you talking about Power Bar? Or are you talking about, uh, you talking about <laughs> Anthony Fluffy Hernandez? I didn't know if you were talking about Power Bar or not. <laughs> Power Bar, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> I, he does. <laughs> I just a good nickname. To say I don't that know, shit I don't so know exactly what it means, but I like it. He's a Power Bar, I guess. Uh, sure Dolce Lugiambula is wild, and he, you know, Took care of him easily. Same with Abu Azatar. Um, you know, he, he was on a three-fight skid to start his career, but he rebound, he's rebounded really nice. The Chidi fight was, was you know, very quick. He just ate a big shot from a big puncher, and, you know, that was it. And Fluffy, again, these are these guys are not – Julian Marquez is not on these guys' level. Uh, Julian Marquez has not looked good lately. 
don't know what's going off. He's just uh, tuned in with the podcast game, but uh, well, Robo Robocop smoked him into a new uh, dimension. Well, he wasn't looking good at all in that Mackie Patola fight. He was going <laughs> to lose that fight, and then he pulled off uh, an anaconda choke, hail mary to save him. He put out Sam Alvey, but come on, come on, let's be real with ourselves. He was supposed to fight Jordan Wright. I think Jordan Wright would have smoked Julian Marquez. Oh, come I on. I don't know. Um, he might have. Yeah, I think Bar- I think <laughs> I think Barry Oat wins here. Uh, I think he could grind him out. I think he could probably hurt him. Uh, I don't know if I want to necessarily see him just you know exchange, go toe to toe with him. But I-, I really don't like what I've seen from Marquez at all lately. Uh, you know, he gets hit a lot. He gets hit easily. Uh, Barry Oat, you know. He, he, it's not like he's some uh, guy that doesn't get hit a lot or anything. Um, I, I I just think he should be a bigger favorite. I, I, I like his line here. I'm not going to uh, – I kind of want to take his uh, – just take a money line. I think I'm going to take his money line minus 150. I can get you minus 125, so. All right. Sign M- me up. M-A-B in there at minus 125. Uh, I appreciate everything you said, but I will never let – Mr. Lust go into into battle alone. <laughs> I will back the Cuban Missile Crisis this weekend inside the distance plus two hundred. I am a big Barry Olt fader. I, I I agree with everything you said though. Like this is if Barry Olt's ever gonna win, it's this weekend. It's this is the perfect matchup for him to just grind and smash Julian Marquez out, and then eventually he's gonna give up his neck or he's just gonna quit. And not based off his his will, but his body will quit. From just taking the the punishment that he's taken in his short twelve fight career, uh, but I, I I do think Mr. Barriolt lends himself to get absolutely bodied by people like Chitty and Jukani, and uh, you know he went to a little you know Anthony Hernandez played with him for a little too long, but uh, a win against Jordan Wright does nothing for me as well. Uh, oh, come on, it does nothing, I, absolutely nothing. That man will be. I can't wait to see what he does next. Power uh, slap. Yeah, but I really hope not because he will go to sleep <laughs> the first time he fights. And uh, listen, this is not. I just I, I appreciate that uh, Mr. Marquez always goes for the finish. He really does. I mean, he's got he's got a lot of finishes on his record. He's always out there, always getting that finish, trying to. Yo, yeah. I mean, he's learned from his podcast uh, partner <laughs> how to get the finish whenever whenever he wants. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna go uh, Marquez inside the distance plus two hundred. Boom. Because uh, if he's going to win, he, he's going to knock him out. That's Well, he's not. So Well, yeah, exactly. But if he does. But he's not. <laughs> well, but he if won't. he does. No, he might. No, uh, but if he doesn't. But if he does. you know, uh, How about Ian Machado Gary? Uh, don't think I forgot his his real name. Ian Machado Gary is getting in there against Song Kanan. Or Keenan Song, as I heard uh, Ariel Hawani. Yeah, I was like, okay. I did. There's so many different pronunciations of these names. I don't know who's right <laughs> and who's wrong. Uh, Ian Gary's a minus 700 favorite here. Uh, I, I, do you really like anything here in, the, in this bet, like to bet on this? Um, I'm not sure. I think he, I think he should win easily, but I guess the line kind of worries me. <laughs> Song's had two years off. Um, if you look at his wins, I mean, they are uh, – there's something, I'll say. Uh, let me pull them up. I just had them up. I think the one was like Callum Potter, our boy, who gets knocked out by everybody. And then Derek, Derek Grant, the guy they signed because they needed somebody last minute to fight Luke, and nobody would answer the phone, and he did. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think so. This is a perfect matchup. I think Ian Gary will be able to take him down pretty much whenever he wants. Uh, I know he, he sometimes struggles getting guys down right away, but Stone Kanon uh, has been taken down. Even Derek Prance took him down three times. Hector Aldana took him down twice, um, and he won both of those fights. So, like, you know, he's not he's not a high level guy. He's been off for a while. Max Griffin got him out of there in the first round easily. Alex Morano smoked him. Um, I'm not sure how he gets it done. I mean, you know, I'd be interested to see how he looks since the Gabe Green fight. It's it's been a you know not a year not quite a year but about uh give it a, let's do quick math nine months um, so I think that's a lot of time for him to improve what is he 20, 24, right twenty five big boy he's got a, a nice reach advantage here I think he should dominate maybe get a maybe get a finish I'm not going to take it though because I think he is a uh, liable to go to the, the uh to uh the decision if you will so uh nothing here yeah I don't really uh like anything here, but I'm going to take something because I can't help it. Uh, I think he's going to get him out of there. I just don't know how. I like uh, round one and two is minus 140. That's something that I think uh, is interesting to take here. I like submission, though. I really do. Uh, I mean, he doesn't really have a lot of them on his record, but like you said, I mean, Song's been, been submitted before. I mean, yeah. I mean, plus 750, plus 500 on some of these websites. Uh, I, I I just don't know what I feel comfortable with taking here. Um, I mean, he's not, actually he's never been submitted in his professional career. That's a little alarming. I must have him confused with someone else. That is a little <laughs> bit concerning. I'm going to take the round one and two and get me out of there. there. Um, but I really do like that sub at, at that number, but I guess that's why it's there. And Gary doesn't go for enough subs for me to – uh, fade it and just go go with that anyway. So minus 120 is my bet there. Uh, let's keep it rolling. We have Mana Martinez and Cameron Simon, 7-0 and from South Africa. Him and DDP getting on every card together. Yeah. Uh, let me get the odds up here. We have, wow, uh, minus 250-300 for Mr. Simon. Mana Martinez is a plus 250-210 underdog. Uh, do you like anything here? I, I, I mean, I was really impressed by Simon the last time he was out there. But I've all, I mean, I guess we liked what we saw from Adam Martinez. But he also, you know, that Ronnie Lawrence fight was very concerning. Yeah, I, I have a huge play here. I think, uh, no, not a, not that I think I do have a huge play here. Um, it's I think this should be a closer line fight. But I guess I can see why Simon's a big favorite. Um, the problem I have with him is he gives away like the first, two, at least from what we've seen, and I guess only two fights, you're going to see him make big leaps, I think. He's only 22. But in in the Contender Series fight and in his UFC debut against two not really good fighters, Stephen Kozlo is not very good, and Josh Wang Kim is not very good. Uh, and, and he struggled in the first round and a half against both of them. And he ended up getting a third-round finish against them both, but that's kind of worrisome. You know, you come in there against Mondo Martinez, somebody tough, and you struggle early in the fight, and if you can't get Mondo Martinez, if he can't get Mondo Martinez down early, He's gonna he's he's gonna go to sleep. He's gonna get knocked the fuck out. Mana Martinez, he's two and one in the UFC, and he's gone the distance in all three fights. So we haven't seen that one hitter quitter. But on the regional scene, and not too long ago, he put out two UFC guys. Jose Johnson, we put him out to sleep. Put put him out to sleep. Put him out cold to sleep. And Ricky Tercios, that was about four or five years ago. Put him out bad. Um, and he fought he fought Drake. He lost to Drake Rodriguez on the Contender Series, but you know he's. He, he, he does have to work on his wrestling and his, his ground game for sure, and I think that might play into Cameron Simon's game. <laughs> but oh, man. 
<laughs> he did. He put he dude. He put Ricky Turk. He did something bad to him, like something illegal. He put him on a fucking come on, poster. man. Come on. All right, all right. I get it. I get it. He put him out. Not to talk about my man like that. <laughs> Your man, Ricky Tercios, future champion of the world. Uh, he put he would like I like to say he put Ricky Tercios on airplane mode. But um, <laughs> oh my God, see, <laughs> you had to double back. You had to double back around the block, man. <laughs> Shoot the dead body, yeah, uh, Jesus. And I think honestly, he probably he was looking like he was the the Brandon Davis fight wasn't going to go his way uh, if he didn't get that late ta- the knockdown. Oh, man. He put him so, on airplane mode. I mean, come on. <laughs> what are we doing? He did. Jose Johnson, that fight went like 30 seconds. He put him out the pasture. Uh, he took him out back, if you know what I mean. So uh, he, he has – he. I could see him putting Cameron Simon out bad. Cameron Simon fights a little bit like DDP in the sense of like he, he fights kind of dumb sometimes. But he's tough as fuck, and he, you know, he'll, he'll battle through adversity. Uh, the Kozlo fight, he went through a little bit of, he, you know, got taken down. He got his back taken, but he was reversing and doing all this other stuff. I just think Mana Martinez is a big step up, but it's kind of a bad stylistic matchup for both guys. I'm going to take the under two and a half at minus 120. I think this is a huge, huge spot for that. I think Simon might get him out early. He can he can hit him with uh, some shots. He hits hard himself. Uh, I think he has, what, five of his seven wins are by knockout. He only has one sub. Um but Mano Martinez has what? He's never been knocked out, and he's only been subbed once. I, I, I think this is going to be fireworks either way it goes. I think one of these guys, something's going to happen. I mean, you know, Simon hasn't lost, and Mana hasn't been knocked out. Or, you know, I think this is going to be a big, this is gonna be a big quick fight. I think it's going to end kind of early. I like, I love, love under two and a half at almost even money. Wow. Yeah. So we got Simon... Under what? Under two and a half. Yep. And that's at minus one fifteen here. Uh, I don't really like anything in this, so I'm probably going to sit it out. But I would take Martinez. All right. If I that's had fair. To, if I had to get, you know, I think there's a wide line. Honestly, I like Leo, like we like Mon Martinez. He has good hands. He, yeah. he puts on. I know you know. Again, he hasn't really shown it off yet, but he's had some tough, tough matchups. This also is a tough matchup. In a way, but I think you know Simon's young and kind of dumb. You know, he's he he looks like he's fifteen, and and he is there to get hit. Stephen Coslow is hitting him a little bit. Stephen Coslow doesn't really have hands, so uh, I think Mana man, I think he might be able to put him out. Any guy who's going to split decisions with Guido Canetti and Brandon Davis is a little let Brandon let's go Davis, but you know Cameron Simon did win against Obi Wan Shinobi the Pillow, uh, so Stephen <laughs> Coslow so. Uh, Worst nickname ever, yeah, that, I think. That's horrific. Uh, Jessica Penne, the human fade machine, is fighting Tabitha Ritchie this weekend. Uh, she is a plus 195 underdog to Tabitha Ritchie's minus 300, minus 230. Uh, Baby Shark, what say you, Ty, at plus 300 inside the distance for Miss Baby Shark? Do you think she gets her out of there? Or I, I don't really feel good about any of this. Yeah, me either. Uh, what's, what are the odds for just straight up? Minus two thirty, I think. Yeah, I guess she should be this. Be minus three thirty. I see. Gee, but, oh my god. Um. Yeah. You know, Tabitha Ricci is not great. She's like five foot one. Um. She's a little limited. But I think she had twelve years younger. I mean, that's that. I think that alone is, is could be a reason to blindly bet this one. You know, if you wanted to. 
And I think she she does have the grappling advantage. I think she could easily uh, just take her down and kind of control her. I, I I know Jessica Penne did beat Loopy in that in that fight, and she did beat Carolina. But uh, the Emily Dakota fight, she looked bad, and she's for again she's forty. Like she's not going to get better. I know she has a reach advantage, but she's not going to really use it. She doesn't really have good striking. She gets outstruck most of the time. Uh, I don't think Tabitha Ricci has great striking either, but she goes forward. She's aggressive, and she really hunts the takedown. Tab- uh, Jessica Penne's takedown defense, 40%. Not great. And Ricci gets about four takedowns per 15. Uh, not at a high clip, 45%, but she's very, very aggressive. She's, she doesn't quit. Um, she has a great follow on Instagram. So uh, I don't have a bet here, but she should win, I think. I'm going to take a shot down the field. I'm going to go plus 300 okay. Richie inside the distance. Wow. Uh, she's 40. She's 40 years of age. And, uh, yeah, like you said, I, like, I'll take the aggressive fighter, the one who I, – I mean, I really feel like she could get subbed. Jessica Penne, she gets beat up a little bit and uh, mm-hmm. starts to be like, all right, you know, I don't really know if I want to be here. And, uh, you know, Tabitha Richie gets her out of there. Uh, I don't feel crazy, crazy confident in this, but um, – I don't know. I just I have a hunch. I have a hunch, and you got to follow your hunches. Got a hunchback. So, yeah, Richie inside the distance plus three hundred. Boom. Uh, next we got the other Basharat brother, Farid Basharat, who's nine and zero against Damon Blackshear. I've never really heard of Mister Blackshear. Uh, he fought Zalal. He did fight. Ago. Okay, Yusuf Zalal. That's right. So I do remember that. I think it was, a, was it a draw? It was a draw. It was a majority yeah. draw. Yusuf Law has like three draws. It's fucking crazy. He, I don't understand how that continues to happen for him. But well, I guess uh, only has one. But Blackshear okay. really uh, well. I mean, didn't he? I guess he. Get, uh, he was in like splits, right? Like they're always yeah. like close, sort of close, yeah. close fights. He's not even in the UFC anymore. Nope. No, yeah, it was the unanimous, unanimous split. Okay, I guess that's what I'm uh, thinking about the, the split and the draw. The majority draw, uh, but those Siwoon Kim, it was like, uh, what doesn't he like hit the same style where he like just wrestles for no reason? He just pushes you up against the fence and then he gets reversed and gets beat up and then winds up losing the decision. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't really know anything about Mr. Blackshear to be honest, and I really wasn't that impressed with, uh, I, I believe it's what, what was this? Yes, his, yeah, his, his contender series fight, I really wasn't impressed by. Mr. Basharat, so I'd probably stay away from this, but I guess I'll ask you what you have. Yeah, I would stay away. I'm not taking anything. I think Basharat could could grind him out, could maybe get a finish. Um, but, you know, he, he went the distance with that guy in the contender series, and they kind of were trading a little bit. Yeah. You know, he kind of gets hit a little bit. He's pretty good all around. He remind, I think this is a bad matchup for Blackshear because I think Basharat's a little bit like Salal. He's well-rounded everywhere. He's just better and quicker and hits harder and younger. Uh, more aggressive, so I think Basharat probably wins a decision. Honestly, I feel like that's not a bad bet, Basharat by decision, but I'm not going to take it. Yeah, what 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 can we get that at? Um, Basharat by decision is plus, I'm sorry, plus 100 minus 115. So yeah, I really don't like anything in this. Yeah, that's fair. To be honest, I, I don't I don't like uh, anything, and I'm going to stay away from it. I would probably lean Basharat. And I might even take him, what is it, inside the distance at plus 160, 170. But I'm not willing to put that on my card and put my uh, conscience on the line and my my hard-earned dough. So we got two gentlemen who I'm going to struggle to say both of their names. We got Esteban 
Rebovix versus I like it. Lo- Loik? Loke? <laughs> Loki? Uh, Radzabov. So this guy has an American flag next to his name, but that is not the truth. He is another gentleman from Tajikistan. Uh, not to be confused Second one with after Ali. we just had the first. Yeah, Ali biting people last week. He has his yeah. last fight. Yes, you guessed it. Eagle FC is where he fought the last time out there against Zach Zane. He's a little bit over a year since he's Remember fought. Remember Zach Zane, right? Oh, who, who could forget? He's fighting Rybovic, who is a Uruguayan gentleman, El Gringo. He's getting in there. Uh, he was on the Contender Series in August and decimated a gentleman in under two Hey, games. he's from Argentina. Is he? Yeah, ah, I respect you know. him. Uh, well, Racist. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? The I flags have the exact same color, so I uh, <laughs> took a guess and I missed. <laughs> uh, we got Radzabov is minus 300, 270, so I imagine he's just going to lay on him and smoke him and just dominate him. Uh, you know, I mean, 16 and 4, though. So uh, it's a little questionable. He did not have success on the PFL. He was, uh, you know, he lost to Rashid Magomedov. He lost to Natan Schult, Alex Martinez. I know you guys all know. He's a fighter, though. Manfio. I know, you know, you, uh, you're, you're, he's actually pretty good. But these, these guys aren't bums. But again, he didn't exactly have success over there. And I, I don't like betting a guy who I, I'm done. I'm done with the Russians. The Russians have screwed me over enough. He's not Russian. He's from Tajikistan. Okay, wait, what well, is it? Yeah, yeah. Tur- Tajikistan. Wait, hold on. Tajikistan. I said Turkish. <laughs> Damn it. You know, listen. Either way, the guy has an American flag on his topology thing, so there's a glitch going. on. I think on. that's kind of great. There's a glitch. There's got to be a glitch. He uh, he's fighting out of Florida. <laughs> I guess that's why that's that is the way it is. But is it, I don't like fun anything. Fun fact: They're both training at Kill Cliff FC, oh, that's which is Sanford MMA. That's not good. Both of them. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. Also, DDP and Derek Brunson. DDP doesn't train there mainly. He mainly trains with Simon and all that, but he does sometimes cross-train at Killcliffe. Uh, also, Ian Gary, Shafkot, and Marc-Andre Barriolt train at Killcliffe FC. So they're really getting their fucking uh, their uh, rounds in at that gym down here in Florida. Let me just that say. That I also train at. Let me just say, though, uh, for the record, this would be my shot down the field. Wow. Uh, well, if, uh, listen, Rebovich, if you saw if you saw his contender series fight against Thomas Paul, that's not Tommy Fury and Jake Paul. That's Tommy Paul. Um, he he got hit a little bit, but man, he he came forward. Yeah, like did. as soon as the bell started, he said, "Yeah, I'm coming to you, and I'm just going to throw hands." Uh, which I don't <laughs> I don't love that strategy, but I don't think Loic really has hands. The problem is when you come in wild like that, you're very susceptible to get taken down. That's what Radzabal is going to do. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, and I think that feeds right into his game. I don't know how he wins, but he probably wins a, a, a you know lay and pray decision. He might he might finish the kid because I don't know really much about Rebovich's Rebovich's uh, gas tank or any of that. But yeah, yeah. Really all good. I know is that the reason I say the shot down the field is eleven, all eleven. That's right. Of his fights have ended by uh, finish, whether that be submission. Or TKO. He's got six TKOs, five submissions on his record. That's all Superman I Superman Punch hear. Knockout. That's yeah. kind of interesting. You don't really see that. He probably knocked ever. out a mechanic with that one. But <laughs> Fernando nah. Garcia. Yeah. No, I, I mean, him. yeah, listen, I, I look and I see 21 and 6, a guy who he beat 17 and 6, 11 and 3. You know, like these guys, you know, you never know how great they are, but at least I'd like to see guys that have experience, you know, who've been in multiple fights. Uh, Samurai Samurai Fight House. That's a real uh, real low level uh, program over there. I know you 
you're familiar with it. Yeah, I'm big big time fan. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm gonna take nothing and I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna stay out of it. And that is UFC 285, ladies and gentlemen. This is a long episode for you. I hope you all enjoyed it. We will be back next Monday or Tuesday to break down this card from this pe- from this from this past weekend, this upcoming weekend uh, as we speak now. Uh, for the record, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten picks on my end, and Ty will have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight plays on his side of the board. So, ladies and gentlemen, eighteen and zero. Let's go. Well, I, I hope. I think we're going against each other. It is not possible, but hey, I but. root for it. Maybe, maybe something can happen. I hope you all enjoy the fights. I hope you all. You know, fade us or play with us. Either way, I hope you really do enjoy the fights. It's going to be a great weekend. And uh, enjoy UFC 285, Jones and Gone. Ty, you have a great weekend, bon, my friend. Bone Gamine, you as well. <laughs>